0: From the small business capital of America. This is WIIFM Milwaukee. An idea coach station. This episode is a special edition recorded live in the Podcast Town Studios at the Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners. The Idea Collective community is the business family you choose to build your business. Small business doesn't have to be so hard. Learn more about our fast
1: growing and fun group at ideacoachmedia.com slash idea. Now, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar BS. Unfortunately, my co-host, Mr. Stephen Doyle, is unavailable to be here this early. I am live from the Idea Collective Retreat in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And I am blessed today to have the opportunity to be interviewed by the mayor of Podcast Town, the gentleman who launched my spectacular podcast career, Mr. Elsie Flannard III. I am grateful to have this opportunity for you to uh, pin me down and walk me through this journey that I've took uh, with our 18 episodes thus far and, and get some insights and help educate uh, others that might be asking some more questions about the industry or how to get into it or, you know, the experiences. So I'm very looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, no worries. First of all, folks, let me say, folks who are listening to this, Brad Hurta, when I say put me on the spot, I mean, put me on the spot. He's testing my ability to roll with the flow and move on my feet. And so he's asked me to interview him on his podcast. Now, there are several reasons why this is such a distinct pleasure. Number one, it took Brad heard a million years to launch his
1: podcast. A million years. Come on. I know I'm old, <laughs> but a million years, let's come on.
0: Okay. A few years, three, maybe, maybe three, four. four. <laughs> so I
1: appreciate the opportunity. You know, one thing that I do love to do is talk to people. So, right. You do. And that's why I thought this would be a great opportunity to use the retreat time to get some insights into the show and maybe help others that are thinking about doing their own show or are having issues with something they just want to get out and talk and let's share some of those experiences can i
0: take a, some liberty here for a second absolutely to thank mr pat miller the idea coach and the idea collective for having us here
1: absolutely pretty cool it's very cool you guys, a, you guys we're in a theater full of yes like zero people? Yes. Right now, because it's very early in the morning and most of the idea collective folks are not early risers. They're late t- late night guys.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, we're talking to many hundreds or maybe thousands of people. That's the cool thing about podcasts. Absolutely. So Brad, having said all that, why don't you talk a little bit about your podcast journey? Some of the challenges that kind of prevented you from launching one, some of those things and how'd you get over that?
1: So uh, we are a generational show, and I've made it very clear that I'm an X, a generation X. And yes, I might have uh, grown, didn't grow up with technology, but technology has evolved as throughout my lifetime. Uh, so getting through some of that hurdles of, I don't know it, I don't understand it, this new medium, I've never listened to podcasts before, right? I listen to the radio. I mean, Sirius XM was a big deal for me. Ooh, satellite radio. Okay, I can get anything I want. Now, podcasts, holy crap, you can get. Whatever topic on anything at any point in time on demand, that just doesn't wrap in my head. So that was one of the hurdles to get over. And then I was very grateful to the podcast town community that you were uh, so gratefully willing to put together where everybody can learn and ask questions and be able to find things out so I could do this on my own and understand what the investment of time and energy was going to be on that. So it was really getting enough head wave, and then having my co-host, Steve Doyle. Kind of get him off the schneid as well and say, screw it, let's do it. And we did. Screw it, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, what tell me a little bit
0: about why generations? Why is that a passion point for you?
1: So, particularly for the blue collar space, you have 10,000 people exiting the workforce every day from the boomer side of it. We don't have 10,000 people a day entering the workforce to replace those. When I look at the folks in Gen X, they're the next ones out, right? It's a much smaller part of the population in the workforce and millennials, whoever are working today, that's all that's going to be working, right? This 40, 62%, I think of all the millennials are in the job workforce. We're not going to get another 30% of them to come back and say, hey, let's swing a hammer or plumbing or whatever that's going to look like. So Gen Z is really where the opportunity exists and that communication difference and the behavioral differences, and just that relationship to go from boomer to Z or millennial to Z or X to Z and vice versa. It's just very passionate for both of us to help that industry grow and sustain. Because if if we don't get Gen Z in, there's nobody who's going to come and cut your lawn. There's nobody who's going to come and build your house. There's nobody who's going to come and fix your car.
0: Now, has this pandemic and in addition to this whole Gig economy
1: and new way of working ha- has that added complexity to the problem. Absolutely, because they don't have to go to work. I don't have to have a nine to five job to make money. I can do a podcast. I can find some great sponsors, get some distribution. I don't have to do anything except use your voice or use your influence to go do those things. Blue Cow BS is not one of those podcasts that I can turn that into a lifetime of of opportunity. Uh, it's more of a passion project to be able to say, "Hey, well, let's get the word out."
0: You never know. You never know. I've seen funny things happen when you attach passion to getting your voice out there. Um, passion is contagious and people can sense when you love what you do and they're attracted to it. So I, I would venture to say that you I think you'll be surprised with where, where your show will end up.
1: We've been very surprised for me, right? Not knowing what the statistics are and different things. We've been very pleased with the uh, reach and the rate and the opportunity to capture an audience., you know, we launched in March. It's now November. Yeah you know, I think we have not that it's a big number, but we're almost at a thousand downloads. Woohoo! thousands woo-hoo. That's,
0: that's a thousand people <laughs> um, that have given you their well, That's a
1: thousand listens. Unique listeners are uh, just shy of 500.
0: That's Brad, that is huge. We're sitting in this theater. There's probably I don't know, what would you say, 50 seats? Probably. Right? So you're talking to 10 times this many people every time you do your your episode. That's amazing.
1: You put in that perspective, yes, (laughs) but comparing it to what standard is or what average is or what those things are, uh, I know that, okay, we're on episode 18 releasing in a few weeks. You know, most podcasts don't make it past 10. Mm -hmm. And we were at that point when we did our first 10, it was just Steve and I bantering back and forth like, oh shit, we're kind of out of stuff. It's going (laughs) to just be the same thing over and over again. And all right, let's figure out how to get interviews. And so now we're getting to the interview part of it. And the next step is to get to the panel conversations and and have it grow again. But we've got to find a way to uh, capture more people that want to be engaged and pontificate and voice their opinions on the generational differences in the blue collar space. Got it. That's really amazing. Um, Again,
0: not to to belabor the point, but man, 500 people, it's a pretty big room. It's a lot of attention.
1: It is, and it's it's generated opportunity. It's generated leads. It's generated some clients and conversations. So uh, it's been very productive from that perspective. Even though that was not the intent of doing it, the intent of doing it was to get that message out there and hopefully get the Xers and maybe some of the boomers that are listening the podcasts to recognize that to be successful in their industry going forward, they need to think differently. Doesn't mean they have to change. Just means they have to think differently and how to attract and retain and communicate. So it's all about the communication.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I want to I dive into that a little bit more a little bit later, but I, wanna, I want you, you mentioned something, um, and this is what I call, Brad, podcast rain. It's things that happen to you, through you, for you because of your podcast that you weren't even expecting. You mentioned a couple before, but I'd like to, to spend some time talking about some of the leads, some of the opportunities and things like that that have happened because of your
1: podcast. So the podcast rain happened 4th of July weekend. I'm on the golf course on July 2nd. Uh, I think that was a Friday this year. Got a voicemail late Friday afternoon at like three o'clock. Hey, um, listen to your show. I could picture everybody that picture people in our business of who you 've been talking about let 's have a conversation just like that took some time up, but that individual took the initiative from a recognition perspective mm-hmm. to say hey let 's connect and it's turned into a great relationship from there, completely unexpected, out of the blue we 're on it, and I listen to the voicemail as we're coming up the 18th fairway and I'm like holy shit <laughs> this is bizarre this thing this thing works <laughs> this is bizarre um but it wasn't it wasn't the purpose it wasn't the intent but mm-hmm. uh it it has created other conversations it's created some opportunity to talk to people that we never would have talked to before josh who's up in minnesota does uh, some boat stuff that steve knew right that was a great conversation for me to get to know him a little bit and reach into his audience and and have some connections and do some extra things from there and how it goes from the podcast to LinkedIn to private messages to different. It's just bizarre and weird how it all works. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit more about changing the way people think
0: and maybe give us a little bit of context around the types of individuals that are operating in this space and some of the ways that they need to change their thinking in order to, 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 move forward in the, in this new economy.
1: So boomer, typical owner right Right now has the business for 30, 35 years, maybe second generation, um, has all of the people that are just like him that have grown up with him in the business, uh, have similar experiences growing up same eras, but then you try to hire a 24 year old or 22 year old kid. out of, at Those they're like, oh, they have no common sense. Well, they're saying that same thing back to you when it comes to technology or communication and different things because they grew up differently and just having that realization of it grew up differently versus my way or the highway as a business owner or even a leader that is vastly important to understand and can create huge differences um, in what you're doing I was blessed to be able at Bucyrus build a team uh, in my purchasing group and I intentionally built it where I had some boomers that were there that I knew they were going to be three to five year hits. And then I had some other extras and I had some millennials and I had, well, Gen Z wasn't in the workforce then, but had that circle of life to be able to have people um, learn from each other and support each other. And a lot of the blue collar businesses aren't doing that. They're stuck with, Hey, we've had our employees have been here for 25 years on average. Awesome great unless you're planning on shutting down the doors when you leave those days
0: are gone Um,
1: (laughs) you're going to leave a bunch of people in a lurk because they're going to be unemployed because nobody's going to want to run the business yeah so it's protecting that entire employment cycle protecting uh, the economy protecting the trades and service industry where people get their hands dirty and and if you don't figure out how to get the gen z's in and communicate differently and and at least be aware you're in trouble Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so what are some of the the ways that you're you're Helping organizations move
1: in that direction uh, a lot of it's about setting expectations, making sure that you build an organization where you can tell a young individual that in three to five years this is what that plan looks like, versus "Hey, you want to be an apprentice yep, but in thirty years you can have you can be at this wage. It's not about the thirty years, it's about the two year the three year four year plan, and most organizations pay for time and seat, not based on results, so we really focus on results based activity for Putting employment in place. I have one small one contractor where you know we did. Here's your level one, level two, level three for your framing folks, based on the results. He is able to manage his business much more effectively. He's able to have those conversations with the younger staff members he has because his, his staff is twenty one and under, and he can show them the path forward to go from sixteen to twenty to twenty four dollars based on the results that are there, and and that's what. Gen Z is looking for. They'll be loyal. I'll get out. They'll be as loyal as the Boomers if you give them a reason to be loyal. Mm-hmm. And creating that realization of do things differently—it's hard work, but it's not. It's not like you got to turn the business upside down to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need to do little things along the way, and those little things e- equal big results. Got it.
0: Now we've talked a lot, lot about technology. We talked about changing of mindsets,
1: trying new things. What's next for blue collar BS? Well, we're going to probably take a little hiatus, uh, over the winter a little bit to capture some, uh, we got to find some Z's to come on the show. I uh, might dabble a little bit with that group activity where I may have three or four people. Um, those show notes will be spectacular <laughs> and I can rely on podcast house to uh, continue to produce those show notes for us, which I appreciate a lot and just see where that goes from there and, and get more, more in depth and more conversational versus interview like, uh, so that's what, Our long-term plan is to be more conversational and have those arguments between a boomer, a Z, and an X, and a millennial on the same show at the same time. I have some technology boundaries I have to get through to do that. Uh, I have some computer limitations I have to get through to do that. So we'll figure it out. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you for the opportunity. Um, We'll call it an opportunity for (laughs) having this conversation. And thanks again to uh, Mr. Pat Miller, the Idea Coach
1: and the Idea Collective Retreat for for having us. I am uh, very blessed to have you in part of part of this journey. I deeply and sincerely mean that without meeting you at that Starbucks four years ago, just to have a conversation where you're out hustling, uh, doing your thing. uh, This we wouldn't be here today. So. I appreciate you being part of my journey and forcing me to get off the pot, so to speak, to uh, just go out and do something.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you, Mr. Mayor. We appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for listening to this special edition recorded live in the Podcast Town studios at the Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners. Podcast Town is your complete podcasting solution to help you grow your show. Get help to launch, book, produce, monetize, and more. Podcast Town makes it easy. Just show up and perform. Learn more at podcasttown.net.